Welcome to another episode of That Cartoon Podcast, but this one's gonna be a little different. This week, we jumped in with some 90s kids shows. We are starting a new series where, we're, where we will be talking and doing some deep dives on some 90, classic 90s kids cartoon shows. Yeah. I think the term deep dive is pretty loose. Yeah, you here. know, we're going to read Wikipedia pages and uh, come to you with <laughs> the knowledge that we've learned. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not doing no, thesis. No, nothing like that, but, you know, we'll, we'll, give, we'll give it as deep as we can and try to give you some fun facts along the way. Yeah, so what, what show did we choose for our... Our first foray into these. The first shows. one that we chose was Little Diddy, called Rocco's Modern Life. The first, the first An in-house classic. animated Nickelodeon show. Oh yeah, God, it, uh, that. it's That's crazy. cool that we ended up starting with this one. Uh, we did not plan around that, but uh, it's cool that we ended up starting with the first in-house animated yeah. because uh, they had Ren and Stimpy. But apparently there was some drama behind the scenes mm-hmm. about the uh, animation company was not underneath of Nickelodeon, so they kind of had some freedom to put some things mm-hmm. in the show that maybe shouldn't have been. Uh, you mean like all yeah, the, the really weird adult humor? Right? Because because at least Rocco like jokes. they're always they're riding that line, but they usually err on the side of kid friendly. But uh, Ren and, and Stimpy, yeah. a bit less so. Ren and Stimpy, like, I'd be embarrassed to watch it now. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, right? there there's some episodes in my mind that still stick out, like the episode where they're door-to-door nipple salesmen. Classic. Or the, the there's an episode mm-hmm. where they are, um, there's a plate of fresh pig jowls, or like pig faces. I do and they're trying to get faces, them, yes. but they can't get to it because the family has a pet baboon that keeps like tearing them apart. Yeah, uh, dog and dogs, cat. right? Chihuahua and a cat. Was okay. Stimpy's Was the Stimpy cat. Yeah. The cat? Ren is a chihuahua. Oh. I just thought they were both. <laughs> <dogs. laughs> no, nope, no. Nope. Um, Stimpy is definitely a cat, but yeah, so. Rocka's Modern Life, first in-house animated Nicktoon. Super cool. Created by Joe Murray. Um, He created some cartoon... uh, This is his first show that he created, but he created some, like, paneled paneled cartoons uh, leading up to this. Uh, Much more Mm -hmm. adult-oriented. And his thought going, you know, when making Rocco was he was mostly going to create a show that adults could enjoy, but that was just not 
super adult. But he was like, his, the main group that he had in mind were teenagers and adults, not children, when he created the show. Really? I can I can see teenagers. I don't know if I can see adults because I feel like it's not. I feel like it's not enough. Uh, I I think right? so. Um, you know, I think it's a bit different when you have when you do have kids because I do remember my parents would sit and watch with us because it was at least it was it was children content that wasn't mind numbing, and my parents could at least watch and get something out of it. Mm-hmm. They could get a laugh that. You know, maybe we didn't understand, but they did. Sure. Okay. And then I think he went on to do yep. uh, uh, Camp he, Laszlo. He went on to make Camp Laszlo in 2005, oh. 2006, something around there. And, uh, no, but now I really want to because he, it said that he pretty much got most of the team behind Rocco together again. Yeah, so Camp Laszlo from... Because I watched it a bit when I was younger. Um, I think it was on Cartoon Network instead of Nickelodeon. Um, And spoiler alert, not really a spoiler alert, uh, Heifer, or at least a character heavily based on Heifer, shows up in the season series finale of Camp Laszlo. And it literally looks exactly like Heifer from Rocco's Modern Life. But he's legally distinct because they they were like it's going to be way too expensive to try to get the rights from this competing studio. But looks the same, <laughs> voiced by Tom Kenny. Yeah, and so he's the same. Honestly, just this this show, Rock of Modern Life, gave such a birth to a lot of people's careers. You know, it start it really uh, jump started a lot of people's careers. Tom Kenny, this is where. Uh, he really cut his teeth, and he said that watching, um, I can't remember his name, but the, the voice actor that uh, does both Mr. and Mrs. Bighead, uh, Tom, Tom Kenny said watching him work was pro- was a life-changing experience for him because the dude is so seasoned, he would go into a recording studio, and he would just do bo- both characters without... Without takes in between. Like, he was just doing a regular conversation with two characters that he voiced the two of them. And Tom Kenny was was just like, mm-hmm. how do I become that? I just looked it up. It's Charles Charlie Adler, a name I do recognize. Because um, he's in a bunch of other shows I used to watch, like Cow and Chicken. Um, yeah, he is, he is an iconic voice uh, legend, according to the article. <laughs> Yeah, he's in G.I. Joe and SWAT Cats. I don't know if anyone remembers <laughs> SWAT Cats, a show most yeah, people I, forgot I don't existed. Know that <laughs> I know G.I. Joe. Uh, so you don't need to watch SWAT Cats. It was only on for like a year. It's fine. I just need you to look up the title card for SWAT Cats right now <laughs> and just react react to what this is because you're whatever you think it is it's not so it's like two cat vigilantes <laughs> exactly i don't exactly it's just you you think they'd be like cat and cats dressed up as cops no they're like cat superheroes in like weird 
90s superhero outfits and there's just a jet in the background no one and the knows evil cat looks like a ripoff either like a nazi commander or something well this was in the era where everyone was where all oh, the bad yeah. guys were fascists they all have shoulder pads <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i mean captain planet did it um SWAT cats, GI Joe, yeah. gargoyles, like every every bad guy was a fascist back in the nineties. Which is yeah, fine, they the, were they bad were guys, technically so. the baddies. Uh yeah. So, but yeah, so with Rocco. Uh, um so some other fun facts is originally Rocco was supposed to be yellow, the same color as his friend Heifer. Um, but it, that fell through because he, they were like, well, we want to make toys out of him and we already have another yellow character that we're making a toy out of. So they decided not to make him, but then the toy, they decided not to make him yellow. They made him beige and then the toy company decided they didn't want to make the toys. So Mm -hmm. the change was completely unnecessary. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly... Thinking about Rocco and if he was yellow, I think yeah, he would I think I think it turned out the way it was supposed to, honestly. Um, and the so the yeah, the pilot episode sense. is a you know a trash day is a very dangerous day. That's not the title, but that's the sentiment of the episode. Is Rocco has a hard time taking his trash out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but so that was not supposed to be the first episode. The first episode was supposed to be Suckomatic, which was actually like the first episode on one of the episodes that we watched for this episode. Yeah, if you're if you're trying to watch this show on uh, I think it's on yes. Paramount Plus, that's where I watched it. I don't know if it's available anywhere else. Um, it's one of those situations where uh, release order may not necessarily be chronological or you know what i mean but the this is one of those kind of shows where it doesn't really matter so we had to we we had to look to see which one we were watching when we were trying to look yeah the and pilot. uh depending on where you are uh u.s canada or other countries um it'll vary the u.s there are some episodes fully just missing um from the lineup like you'll see season one episode mm-hmm. two season one episode four something like that it skips an episode um, and that's because Rocco was was uh, not a fan. No, sorry, the censors were not a fan of Rocco very often, and he, they did get many scenes cut. They got many episodes cut, um, and so the U.S. has plenty of episodes that are still not available that you can find in places like Canada and Germany. Yeah, it's um even the but it, it's one of those situations where even the episodes that are are available you're watching them and you're just like wow this somehow got through this is weird um any any episode that features really really big man who who's a superman parody but his powers are he can have you look into the chest hair of the past and he just rips his like his shirt open and his chest hair makes you hallucinate a relevant thing from the past that he's trying to teach you a lesson on. So he's like one of those, like, you know, those 90s, 80s, I have to teach a lesson at the yeah. end of the show kind of superhero. <laughs> but then his 
his complementary power to chest hair of the past is his nipples of the future, which his nipples shoot out. They're still attached. They shoot out and they latch onto people directly eyeballs. onto the eyeballs. And people it shows them visits. <laughs> yeah, it 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 gives them visions of their potential future if they continue down the path that they are currently on. And that that is a children's show that we were watching where a man where a man with chest hair, a giant chest haired man, shoots his nipples into the hero's eyes to teach them a lesson. Yeah. And, and that happens in one universe. of the episodes. So uh for this for this little breakdown, how it's going to be uh, working is uh, we are going to watch four episodes of each show that we talk about. So we went ahead and we did that. Yeah. Um, and so the episodes we chose were To Heck and Back, uh, Canned. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I have the list because we, we were texting about it. The, the Good, good the, the Bad, bad and, and the, the Wallaby. wallaby. And the other one that you chose was, oh, um, Who's for Dinner? Yes, yeah, Who's for Dinner, Who, which is such a stupid, it is. funny episode really to is. me. Uh, so, you know, we'll dive in a little bit. They're, they are short episodes. This is the era of, yeah. uh, they didn't think that kids had enough attention span for a full 30-minute show, so they would break a 30-minute show into two stories. Um... Yeah, each each about eleven and a half minutes. So you know, time in there for commercials. Um, yeah, and uh, Joe Murray has said that this model, like you know, he he's very he was very inspired by the Looney Tunes, but equally inspired by more adult content. You know, Simpsons and the like. Maybe not Simpsons, but there were there were other adult adult I, I animated things that okay. were happening. It wasn't the Simpsons because that that was too early for that. Okay. Okay, because I was gonna say I didn't watch. I mean, I watched a good bit of the Simpsons, but I don't remember it being like short short episodes where it was. Oh like no no no! So you know parts. the way that he broke it up was very Looney Tunes, but. Okay, like okay. the the humor inspiration they took from more absurd places, but uh, like the animation is the thing that was really inspired by Warner Brothers, um, and you can see that with with with, with like how melty things get and how just like weird things get with the animation. Um, they actually did something really special yeah. with this show because um, apparently with a, a lot of studios they'll hand the animators a, a full script. And it's just like animate, animate to the period, yeah. like animate the script. Uh, but with this show, they would give them a three-page rundown of the story, and they let the animators have freedom in how they would get from point A to point B, pretty much. And and did they did they record their lines after, like um, to match up with what the animators? I did? must have worked that way. It didn't say that specifically uh, when talking about the animation. But it would have to work that way, I imagine, mm-hmm. because of all the zany things that they do. Yeah, because I was gonna say they didn't like the animators didn't know everything that was being said. Right? Exactly, they just they had the, the three pages. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. This uh, 
this this show had a lot of things going for it that like you said i mean it launched a number of careers and it is the show that i think like we wouldn't have modern nickelodeon if it wasn't for if it wasn't for this show to at least absolutely not because uh so i mean i'm trying to find his name real quick ah here um steven hillenberg the guy that is the creator of spongebob was uh was one of the uh people that worked on the Uh, i think he was a storyboard assistant or director oh no so storyboard assistant um mitch scour went on to create the angry beavers um uh, another storyboard person steven hillenberg he went on to create um spongebob squarepants and tom kenny who voices heifer went on to voice fucking spongebob squarepants and spongebob went on to pretty much make nickelodeon Uh, and it's, still on. it's still on. <laughs> SpongeBob is like their Spider-Man, like Marvel Comics's flagship is is basically Spider-Man now. He's he's their face. I would say SpongeBob Absolutely. is the face. Absolutely, one hundred percent. There's no doubt about. It. And has and has been for what twenty years? It's how long? Has honestly, SpongeBob ridiculous been on? how long Jeez. that show has run. Um, because people make references to all sorts of things. I'm like, dude, like. I probably watched the first like maybe five seasons, but there's so many now. I I, I can I can quote Krusty Krab Pizza all day, but like I think I think I watched SpongeBob up until or at least around the time that first movie came out, mm-hmm. and then I kind of like petered off. Um, Oh, and two writers from Rocco, uh, Dan Povenmire and Jeff Swampy Marsh, uh, went on to create Phineas and Ferb for Disney Channel. Uh, I never watched. I show. haven't, but did so it, I've heard really it? good things about it because, uh, like the the mad scientist and like the evil character, he's like really not that bad of a guy. Uh, mm-hmm. He he like really respects his ex wife, and he's not like a misogynist, but he's just like his. Is uh he lives off of his ex wife's like alimony checks and he uses that to like to like fund his evil mm-hmm. plans. <laughs> so what you're telling me is that it's all based entirely <laughs> in fiction. But yeah, so the episodes we watch, uh let, let's go through those real quick. Canned. Canned is a fun one. Um it deals with Rocco before he has found his job at the uh comic book store. He's he get he gets fired right right off the bat, in um, yeah. in very uncertain terms. But then yeah, so he gets fired and he goes through a series of jobs: a plumber's assistant, um, phone sex operator. Could you get that? Thanks a Could lot. Could you get that? <laughs> Thanks. Which yeah, I think really that was easy. the best job out of all of them. Yeah, and it sounds like yeah. he was making a lot. That's yeah, what he, he said. Just, Plumbers make a lot. Should have just stuck with it. But yeah, so he just pulled up a guy's pants. Jobs. One of them, it it says, uh, "Be hot, be naughty, uh, be kind, or something, or be." Uh... The third one is like a it's just like a be courteous. I think I think that's it. Be courteous. Um, 
It's yeah. It, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't match <laughs> the other two. And and so it's obviously Rocco is working for a sex line. Yes. Phone sex hotline, um, for anyone born after. 2005 <laughs> no uh yeah i'm sure they're still around but who you know there's a there is actually a really fun podcast about that on wondering not to suggest other people's podcasts but there there's a really fun one that 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 hey, uh, look, talks suggested. about the history of phone sex lines and how it was mostly run by one company yeah uh really i'll, I'll give you the name right now What's the name of ah, the... Uh, it's called Operator. That's interesting. I, uh... Nice. I, I will definitely listen to that because it, that is such a wild... Like, sex work in and of itself is such a wild, like, industry. Um, but phone sex hotlines never made sense to yeah, me. Yeah, and it's crazy. Uh, Honestly, the whole thing is... The whole podcast is crazy, but it, it's like, hey, yeah, um, some of the dudes would just call and want to talk and some of them would call and because they couldn't they couldn't express ex- express their fetishes at home so he would be like you know they'd be saying some weird shit mm-hmm. just like and and will you put the put the pudding up my butt and it's, and it's just like yeah yeah baby whatever you want <laughs> i i hate that you did the i hate that you did like the motion <laughs> because I only can imagine that that the uh, the workers that are like on the phone are no, not doing no. any like they're just casually like doing their nails or a crossword. Yeah, that's what it really seemed like. They just uh, they put on the voice and do what they gotta do. Hey man, and that was that was, that was our Rocco. boy Rocco for a brief. Yeah, and where, call. Where he gets to talk to his neighbor, Mrs. Bighead, who was calling into the sex line, um, only to be be uh, answered by her her sweet little dingo neighbor, Rocco. Yeah, and in case you haven't seen it, everyone's an animal in this universe. We don't really need to talk about it. Rocco is a dingo. There you go. Yeah. Well, sorry, wallaby. No, he's sorry. not. Wallaby. <laughs> Very yeah. different. Very different. Dingo is yeah, like a no, type he, of wild Australian. dog. He's Australian. There goes an entire <laughs> worth of viewers. <laughs> um, and so that one ends with him just... It, most of the episode, because it's 15, 12, 12 to 15 minutes long, it's him going through a bunch of different jobs. And then he... Yeah, he just tries it, and then he hates it. And then he it, ends so up uh, working for Conglomo, the evil corporation of the uni- of this universe, uh, where Mr. Bighead tries to fuck with him a bunch, but all the devices that he's trying to fuck with him... Like, there, it's all these experimental technology. And everything keeps going really well for Rocco. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Bighead will see that it goes well for yeah. him, and he'll try it, and it goes terribly for Mr. Bighead. Yeah. Um, which which only makes him more and more angry. So he tries to up the ante each time, much yes. to his own dismay. Uh, and that's pretty much. And then he ends up finding his job at the at the comic book shop, and that's the end of that. It has one of my favorite part. Well, not parts. It's just like a funny line when you turn the page and you wash your hands. You turn the page, 
And then you wash your hands. <laughs> and then you wash your hands. And then you turn you the wash page. Your hands. <laughs> and then you wash your hands. From uh, Filbert. God, what is his name? Filbert. His. Uh, yeah, I, it's Filbert. What, what is it? Filbert. Uh, his his turtle friend. His nerdy, uh, neurotic. Uh, I I can't think of the word, but that that when you're always thinking. Yeah, that you're uh, sick. hypochondriac. Hypochondria. Yeah, his uh, that also a turtle. Yeah, and the. Um, e- they really great, flesh them out more in character. the later seasons, but I noticed what, in watching the episodes we watch in the first season, it just it's like he's just working every single background job. Like he at one point, at one point he's like the yeah. the cash register person at the grocery store. At one point, he's just the guy at the comic book shop who's just a guest there. He's not necessarily doesn't even know mm-hmm. Rocco. It seems like, yeah. Well, he he's he's there at the very beginning of the episode, and he's mm-hmm. doing his wash your hands, turn the page thing, but he's Rocco seems to be very much in, like ignoring him, so it's unclear at that point of why he's there, um, but eventually it's expanded upon that they've known each other for years. Um, weirdly, Rocco has a lot of backstory that you wouldn't expect from these kind of shows. But when you piece it together, if you watch, if you were to watch every episode and try to piece together a timeline, the lore impossible. Rocco's modern life, uh, utterly crazy. impossible. Because, yeah, crazy. because it Nothing shows that, him as an sense. adult immigrating to America in one episode, and then in one episode he's a child hanging out with Filbert in O Town, and it's just like, yo, dude, you weren't even in America yeah. yet, you fucking wallaby ass bitch. Or was he? Or was Rocco just gaming the immigration system this whole time? I think they do have an episode where they're like, where they're like, oh, you might have to get sent back. (laughs) I think he has to find a wife. I think that's the episode he has to try and find a wife. Yeah. (laughs) It is. I don't know if it was this first episode or if it was the sec, if it was one of the like adjoining later episodes that we watched, um, or at least that I've watched, um, where. Filbert, he's like on the yeah, swing he's set pushing with him. Filbert, and he's pushing him, and and Filbert just keeps. I'm, so I'm, keep I'm nauseous. I'm nauseous. I'm nauseous. I'm nauseous. <laughs> he just keeps saying that <laughs> while they're on the uh, swing. There's so, so much of this show that like is quotable, and like also like I don't always think that I'm quoting it when I am. Like uh, there's an episode where Filbert drops a jar of sauce that he had just traded a loofah for. Yeah, because that's something that you do. So he traded a loofah for a jar of sauce, and he trips, and it, the jar of sauce breaks, and he's like, my sauce! My sauce! And I don't know, I just, that's how I say sauce. <laughs> yeah. I, there's nothing wrong with that. That's sauce. The <laughs> um, sauce. So the, some of the other ones we watch, uh, one is, it had a clipped, um, they, we'll talk about, I guess we'll just talk about my two first. And we'll, you can talk about your two. Um, the, yeah. Good. What is it? The Wild yeah. West one? The the Good, the Bad, and the uh, Wallaby. Yeah, the I think it's called The Good, the Bad, and the Wallaby. Yeah, which is real funny that it's named that. Yeah, right, I thought he was right. a dingo. <laughs> the Good, the Bad, and the Wallaby. Uh, Rocco goes yeah. to visit his, his uncle's ranch. Uh, honestly, it's an okay episode. I was hoping that this was going to include the bit that they did end up cutting. Um 
Because I was like, I thought they would either just cut the episode or leave it intact. But they just cut the part of the episode. Okay. Um, yeah. But so they, they go to a ranch. It's uh, Heifer and, and Rocco. At one point, Rocco's like, uh, he, he's he remembers going to the ranch as a kid. And he's like, I remember uh, trying to ride that old horse. And I, you know, I did a really bad job of it. And he's like, do you think I could handle it now? And he's like, oh, you should be able to. And the next scene, he's like trying to giddy up. And he's like, she, she's lost a bit of her pep. And he's like, well, I should think so. She'd been dead near 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a, he's just on a stuck yeah. horse that's on wheels. <laughs> Uh, just ridiculousness of this show. I love it so much. Um, it's a it's a uh, it's a ranch, ranch. right? A cow uh, a, a cow ranch, cattle ranch. That's the word I was looking for. A cattle ranch, and he decides to take his buddy Heifer, <laughs> yeah. who is a steer, a male cow. Um, take him with them, and I think, I think this episode happens after. Um, Mm-hmm. what's for dinner or who's for dinner so heifer at this point is trying to reconnect with his roots to some degree and he goes no rocco i want to live among <laughs> yeah. my people or some shit <laughs> and he wants to live as the others as the yeah, other and he's, do. he's on asking rocco to brand him but he ends up just drawing on himself with a marker yeah well yeah because the because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh like black panther allegories and when i say black panther i'm not saying like yeah. the, the, the superhero i mean like the the the, the or, yeah the old organization um because they don't accept they don't accept heifer at first because he's friends with rocco and they're like oh you're you with our oppressors and all that stuff so heifer's trying to fit in and they're like you're not even branded so that's why he keeps trying to get rocco to brand him and rocco understandably yeah will not do like it. you're my friend i'm not gonna burn you with hot metal uh but so there is a scene that is that's a cut as we said uh where at some point um heifer makes his way to the milking room and he you see him fucking around with the milking machine and you see him doing it off screen and below his waist and it's like oh what is he hooking the milking machine to and then you see him make a a face of ecstasy, just like whoa, 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 um, and then he passes out. Which I read in the Wikipedia that originally they wanted to have stars coming out of his eyes, and they're like, "There's no way this scene will make it past the censors." Uh, and but all all the censors said about that scene at the time when it came out was, "You need to change the hearts to stars." And it's like, okay, so I guess it's okay for him to get a little bit of a. Uh, a blow jibber from a milk machine. Yeah, you have to remember that Heifer is a male yes. cow. He's a steer. So unlike in that movie, I think Barnyard, yeah. he oh, has yeah, no udders. male cow does have udders in that movie, doesn't he? Huh. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's stupid. Was, uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so... There's yeah, only, only one, one thing, thing you could be, could be connecting to. to. And then another scene that is also cut out, because it wouldn't make sense now, is at the very end of the episode, uh, Heifer puts his arm around the milking machine and says, well, at least we'll always have the barn. Because that was his summer love. Which, honestly, 
I think by today's standards, like, because you have shows like, you know, Family Guy and South Park and stuff. Honestly, that, that would not no. have faced most people no, nowadays. Most of the things but... in here don't don't seem too yeah, bad uh, yeah, as far as too. the things that got them, like, censored or got cut. Like, uh, there's a whole episode that is still available, that is available now for the U.S., but for a while was cut called Leapfrogs. Um, and the na- name of the episode mm-hmm. should tell you a little something. If you know anything about the show, it's the episode where Mrs. Big Head is trying to seduce Rocco because they're frogs and they're not swinging, they're leaping. Yeah. She's unhappy with her marriage. And tries to tries to cut Mr. Bighead, and, which oh, honestly so, deserved. So. Yeah, um, and Rocco through his Rocco shenanigans ends up strengthening their marriage, um, yeah. <laughs> making them better than before. I guess we have to. You have to remember that this is like I. I we're saying like it wouldn't be that bad now, but like. It wouldn't be that bad now if this was a show targeted towards uh, teens and young adults. Um, you couldn't, like, have that scene or any of those kind of scenes, like fucking Coco Melon or PJ Mask or any Absolutely of those like, kid not. shows. Uh, now, like. Kid shows today, they definitely do... They're definitely softer. Um, it... I So, I disagree. Uh, I think we have that perception because there was... there's there was less of a clear delineation between like baby children's shows and like, you know, older children's because we had shows like little bear, um, bear in the big blue house, Franklin, those kind of shows. Um, but they were all kind of, except for bear in the big blue house, they all kind of like just seemed like normal ass cartoons. They just, yeah, but you're referencing only, PBS, kid, you know, obviously, like it has to be that that has to be what okay because that's all PBS, that's all public broadcasting. Yeah, but then you also had like, I mean, you had SpongeBob back then too, and the original SpongeBob was very kid friendly. You should go back and watch some of them. They are not kid friendly. I don't remember. I, I remember some of them in the later seasons getting a little risque, but. A lot of it's not that bad from what I remember. Maybe I'll just have to... Maybe I have to like, yeah, so the things I'm thinking of, I don't know which season they take place in. So that, that's, that could be fair, too. Um, because it, it is... I do know the things I'm thinking yeah. of do take place once the animation has gotten a bit better. Because the first season or two of Spongebob, the animation is not, like, the prettiest. Yeah. But, like, now there's a very clear distinction of... Yeah. These are for little babies. These are for slightly older kids. These are, you know what I mean? Because streaming, I think, is really... I mean, not trying to make a pun, but streaming has streamlined mm-hmm. the kind of way that you get most of your media. So when we were when we were at that age, it was not based on... the ch- and was not necessarily based on the channel you watched because we used to not have separate Nick Jr., Cartoon Network, like Junior or whatever that those channels. It was just literally absolutely. What time are you it was like Nickelodeon, and then what time are you watching depends on how it will determine your content. Because there's Nick at Night, which was also for adults. Yeah, is it? Yeah, it was, and Nick at Night had 
I think like no cartoons. It was like at all. Fa- I think, fa- Family Matters. And, I think it was all and just old. Three's Company and shit. I don't know. Yeah. I love Lucy and The Cosby yes. Show. Um, the most <laughs> yes. famous family show ever made. For everyone involved in making it. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate. unfortunate. But yeah, uh, so um, the other two episodes. <laughs> We're not here to talk about yeah. real. We're not here to talk about real sex. Uh, so I, w- I would say Rocco. I was going to disagree with you, but I think I do agree with you. I think the content is just much more. You can easily tell which thing is for which group of people now. Yeah, and they don't. And, have and to there's also the thing of like when anymore. we were growing up. Not not to toot the '90s kid horn too hard, but like it. It was the Wild West of animation. Like, a lot of people were just discovering what they could do with animation Mm -hmm. on TV. Oh, yeah. Um, You you already knew what, like, you... There was hard and fast rules of what you definitely couldn't put on there. Like, excessive gore or sex or that kind of stuff. But, like, everything else was, like... Let's see. Let's see if it gets past the censors, and let's see if people freak out if it does. (laughs) Yeah, and and it's it's that era where if you didn't watch it, if you if you didn't put it on and watch it when it came on, you had to either like buy a VHS release when it came out, or just hope that next time it was on at some point it was a rerun. So if you didn't see the shocking thing. That, that time that it aired, you might never know about it. So probably a lot of people didn't even know about this shit. Like the, Yeah, like, and the, there were plenty of people, because cable has always been like a weird monopoly where it's like you can only give this one cable in the area that you live. The area that I lived, we got mm-hmm. Disney and uh, Nickelodeon, but I would have to go to my grandma's area if I ever wanted to watch Cartoon Network. So I didn't start, we didn't have Cartoon Network on our, we didn't have Cartoon Network really? on our cable uh, with our listed with our cable provider until I was like sixteen years old. That's crazy, man. I you know I knew that there was a lot of things wrong with Maryland, but I didn't <laughs> yeah. know it was that bad. You have bad. to go to DC if you want Cartoon Network. <laughs> West Virginia, hey, we gotta have, have something. Yeah, yeah. You've got crash hey, and a bad flag. It's a great flag. <laughs> <laughs> you talk shit on on crabs. Oh, how magic! Okay, your episodes. Lay it on us, Tish. So my episodes, my episodes were uh, to heck and back, and I can I keep forgetting the second what the second one was called. Oh, who uh, who's um, for dinner? We. Who, who's for dinner, which is crazy because I liked that episode. So, um, who's for dinner? Obviously, a play on the, the title, What's for Dinner, or Who's Coming to Dinner. The, the famous movie, um, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. And it's about... Yeah. Yeah, which I think was yeah. remade like seven different times. All of them starring <laughs> Ashton Kutcher. The most famous uh, one, uh, What is Coming to I think to it's dinner. only one of them. No, no. Was that a real thing? <laughs> oh, I was like, I don't remember that one. That sounds, that sounds yeah, like we yeah. made an apology to somebody. Um, it's a very ableist film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I. It, it, it was crazy. Um, heifer, 
who's at this point you don't know what Heifer's last name is. You just know him as Heifer. He's Rocco's best <laughs> the, friend. The reveal on this one. And he asks the Rocco reveal on this one. <laughs> it's you know it's wild because he he invites Rocco like to come have dinner with him and his family. Um. And there's no, like, ulterior motive. This isn't, like, he's not trying to trick Rocco. He just he's just wants his friend to finally come and meet his family. And there's no real reason given as to why he hasn't done this before. It just, it uh, just He does like say to, to Rocco before they go, and he's like, oh, pretty much telling him his grandpa's racist. He's like, hey, my grandpa doesn't like wallabies, but he's yeah. really nearsighted, so it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. I know the grandpa is supposed to be, a, you know, a, a coded racist character. But He's he hilarious because he, he comes out and they're like, oh, this is because and, that's when they say that he's a dingo, right? What they, they say no, he's something. No, uh, uh, they might say Yeah, he's a dingo. I think they I think say they he's, a say he's a dingo at that dingo. point. And then the grandpa's um, like, I can smell a beaver. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I can smell a beaver when I, he's not one. And he just spends the rest of the show calling Rocco a beaver and just making beaver puns not, every time Rocco says Not the rest of the episode, intended. folks. The rest of the show, whenever there's an interaction between these two characters, yeah. the grandpa calls him a beaver. Yeah, it's never, it's no. never explained to him, um, which is... <laughs> how it should have been it's this is that's the perfect interaction that's why he's the best character in the show um so Rocco shows up he has a gift he's all excited heifer's mom opens the door plot twist she's a wolf everyone is a wolf Rocco looks around and even the family's last names are wolves so Rocco's very confused that's when the beaver interaction happens Rocco gives Heifer's mom the gift reluctantly that he had brought. It's an utter warmer, um, which she affectionately <laughs> wears as a hat. Um, you go in, you meet Heifer's family, and they're like a very... I feel like everyone knew a family, or at least parts of that family. Like, all the characters were someone yeah, for sure. you knew. The, the older daughter um, slash older sister that was like probably in college but like also like just doing her own thing didn't care what was going on like too cool to be there the the deadbeat older brother or younger brother it's not even yeah, I don't think it doesn't ever, matter the, the, the deadbeat brother I don't remember if it's ever actually but, Kyle the deadbeat kind of looks like they're all the school. same age. Uh, yeah. At some point, they start to watch home videos with Rocco, and uh, all three of the yeah, let's call them pups, but pups plus heifer um, are the same baby age, yeah, or baby size when they are in the bath together. Yeah, I guess. I guess the brother and sister wolf might be twins from from the same litter. Or I guess I don't even no. You wouldn't even no. Yeah, I was just about to say no. The, most animals have yeah. multiple have multiple uh, babies at once. So yeah, I guess that makes the most yeah. sense. I never yeah. So they they just had a, uh, two um, pups in their litter, and then they uh, adopted this baby yeah. steer. But then they start to talk about <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> okay, we don't know yeah, that yet. Yeah. 
We don't know that yet because Rocco's still just meeting everyone. There's the, the dad who is your classic grumpy, like, businessman who just wants to watch the game but is also like, why can't you be more like yeah. that like, deadbeat son? Um, his deadbeat son who is dropped out of college um, and a cheerleader, which is played for laughs um, with the line, we were afraid to tell you. And as a classic 90s dad would, um, he is very not okay with his son both dropping out of college or school or whatever or being a man And both of these things, they tell Um, him after uh, both of them have happened for two years. And this is the the night that it comes to light. (laughs) Yeah. As I said, they they were like, we were afraid to tell you. Um, And, you know, it's probably for good, probably for the best because he ends up not taking it well. Um, They have dinner, and the dinner, I think, is just a giant. Yeah, and they're just destroying it, including Heifer, which I was like, okay, cool. You know, that's the house he grew up in. Cows, I think, I think. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I thought they only ate grass. And shit. I don't think, obviously not to this regard, but, like, I think cows accidentally eat, like, if not accidentally, probably, like, on purpose, like, chickens mm. and shit all the time. Um, so maybe that's what they were going for, or maybe it's just a joke, and I'm looking too deep into it. Um, but, yeah, no, there is nothing, we as the audience know that there is something wrong here, Rocco knows that there's something wrong yeah Rocco's the classic Um, the fish out of water in this one he's like okay so i guess i'm the weird one for not being like this (laughs) yeah he's like he's like excuses himself and he keeps opening like medicine cabinets and finding like tied up living animals like begging for help and he's just like "Ooh, let me just let me just Close and then, that. then it gets to the, the scene um, at the dinner table. <coughs> yeah, where he's like, after all this time, it's so crazy to me, uh, Heifer never told me that he was adopted, and there's like a <laughs> record scratch moment. Everyone, yeah, like, everyone just looks on. over at him, and, <laughs> and then Heifer did not realize it. He, he's been in the dark this whole time that he... <laughs> He's like, is that true? It's so good. I think he 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 storms out because they were like, we were um, we were going to tell you we had bought you for like dinner or something, but they grew attached to him. So they didn't yeah, and at one point him. the brother says, yeah, for the first couple of years of your life, do you only remember your dad called you steak? <laughs> yeah. I, I did. <laughs> We were going to fatten you up, and then we grew to like you. Heifer, Heifer storms off, and Rocco is now left sitting there with all the disappointed and angry wolves, to which Grandpa Wolf says, <laughs> That's when oh, Very nasty part. Uh, Heifer oh, has yeah, that yeah. classic. Go, no, you go ahead. Uh, very nasty part of it during the dinner scene was, when they... They have to feed the grandpa. 
And like, Ooh. so one of them has to chew up the food and spit it directly into his mouth. Oh god! Like I, I know it's cartoon, but just watching it, I was like, he... that is gnarly. <laughs> well, it gets even grosser. And then it's like, how does it taste? He's like, <laughs> the grandpa said. <laughs> Um, then he, doesn't he have, like, n- like, gross <laughs> Yes, he has, he has nose bubbles. Or, like, or, like, nose yeah. boogers, uh, nose yeah, bubbles, that's booger, the word. Booger like. bubbles. He gets, and like, booger bubbles in. that keep floating down booger the bubbles. dinner, like, downwind the dinner table to Rocco. It's, uh, it, it's, it's a very gross, it's a very gross scene, but, like, also, yeah, old people can be gross. Um, they don't have, yeah. sometimes they don't have a choice in it. When you get the, old, sometimes old lady your body farts. just does stuff. <sighs> Oof. Um, Heifer, I think, goes to a series of diners, and where in a normal show, in this kind of scenario, he'd be drinking and getting kicked out by telling people, um, you know, when they're trying to cut him off, and they like, I'll tell you when I've had enough. However, this is a 90s cartoon. Heifer's not drinking. He is ordering uh, piles and piles <laughs> of french fries. He keeps getting kicked out. Finally, I think he finally finds his dad's tombstone. Um, or at least what he believes to be his dad's tombstone. And his dad psychically appears before him. And is like, I'm not dead. I live in, I think he lives in like Florida or some <laughs> yeah. shit. With his new wife. He's like, I'm tired of all you kids. Always <laughs> trying to find me. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Heifer goes home. He reconciles with his parents and they have that cute scene at the end where they're all howling yeah. at the moon. <laughs> very, very funny episode just because it's it's there's a lot of ridiculous humor in these in this show and this is one of the ones that really kind of brought it home with the yeah it took that classic trope of a tv show of having an episode where like one of the characters finds out they're adopted but usually it's not obvious usually it's like oh my god yeah Yeah. and he yeah regardless. regardless <laughs> Isn't that true? Um, that line, given I think that Tom yeah, Kenny yeah, voices Heifer, Heifer, right? There, there's a reason Tom Kenny is so famous as a voice actor. Like he, he does such a good he job. He kills it. He is phenomenal as a voice actor. Um, and, and the other one was Heck in a yeah. Handbasket. The other one of your episodes. Oh no no sorry yeah uh, to, to Heck and Back sorry that Heck was the back. other one I watched. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, there there are two hell themed episodes. This was the first one, and in my opinion, the better of the two. The second one has some cool things. Okay, they're okay. Um but in this one, Heifer, he goes to Chokey Chicken, um a KFC uh parody ordered Fun way fact, too much food. Uh Chokey Chicken, up, they they changed yeah. it to like a Slappy Chicken or some friendlier version um for a- after season two because yeah. choke 
choke your chicken is a euphemism for masturbation if you're a dude. Yeah. But honestly, I it, it's it's one of those things where like I think a lot of people, especially now, would never get that reference. No one says that anymore. No. It'd be, it'd be like a spanky spanky monkey. It'd be like, so, but, okay, you're spanking a monkey? Hey, man. Like, yeah. Spank the monkey. What's that song? Shock, Shock the monkey. monkey or something? I don't know that song. Shock the monkey. I don't either. I just know <laughs> that one, those two words. Um, Heifer starts inhaling his food, chokes on a chicken bone, dies is lifted up into heaven but as he gets as he's on his way up there his wings melt and he gets thrown down into heck air quotes which heifer heifer even acknowledges hey isn't this called and he gets cut off and the character that he's speaking with who is known as peaches who may or may not be a the devil tells him you can't say the other yeah. word because of censors. <laughs> uh, th- this show, very expert, Which, expertly meta throughout this whole show. Yeah. Not not as meta as like yeah. Animaniacs um, likes to get, but still very meta. Uh, like specifically. Oh yeah, very specifically less like um, Wacky Deli is an episode they have which is an episode about them creating an mm-hmm. animated show, the characters creating an animated show. And it's really just uh, the creators of Rocco griping about the animation process. There, this show, I mean, we only watched four episodes, but there are so many good episodes. So many fucking good episodes. Four or five seasons. Um, and we really didn't talk about this earlier, but I'll just take a little pause break to, to speak about this. It was crazy watching the show, even the four episodes that we watched, because I didn't expect all of this to like come back to me so quickly. Yeah, I, I feel that. Like, I haven't watched Rocco's Modern Life since probably 2000. Maybe, maybe earlier than that, because I think... I think the show ended in, like, 97 or something. So I was really just mm-hmm. watching, like, reruns. Um, so I probably stopped watching it in, like, 1998 or something like that. Uh, it stopped being on the air. Yeah, so uh, it, it has a thing on Wikipedia about it. In, like, the early 2000s, they started multiple periods where they had these different chunks of program each week that were throwbacks. It was like, um, ah, shit. I don't know, but they had there were like three different times that they did it, and they had three different names for it each time that they did it. Where it was like uh, this year, tune in every Thursday night, and you can watch these old cartoons. Uh, yeah, uh, Nick, Rewind. Nick Rewind. There's another one. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, no, it was. I the, that show the show was basically over. Before we were at an age to be watching TV, yeah. at least back then. Because at three, at three years old, most kids our age weren't watching. Like, we were really not watching TV. Because there was not a lot of TV made for children that young at that time. Or at least not no, not really. Um, not, not at that time. I mean, because, because this is the thing that spawned yeah. so much. This 
brought to us Angry Beavers, SpongeBob, mm-hmm. your Camp Laszlo's. Even if we didn't watch Camp Laszlo, I mean, I watched the yeah. fuck out of Angry Beavers, and I, I mean, I, I can love definitely Angry Beavers. I still call people a stupid poopy my brother, beaver. My brothers and I will sing that song. It was like, I ain't no stupid poopy beaver. I shall show you, my brother. You shall be yeah. the receiver. I've once back down after another. I refuse to give. I refuse to give people context. <laughs> call them a stupid poopy like, beaver. No. And I think they just accept it as a weird thing I'm saying, and they just they just like move on with their lives. They have no idea that it's. Yeah, no, uh, I know theory. exactly what you mean because you used to and probably still do that maybe with. Uh, uh, I don't have a raisin, just a lot of grapes. Um, I didn't know what you were. I didn't know what the fuck. I didn't know yeah, what the fuck no you were saying. Grapes, I was like, yeah, oh, Tease came up with a funny word thing, and then here I am, years later, watching Futurama. And what what joke? What joke happens? <laughs> <to come out? laughs> Absolutely no raisin. Yeah, <laughs> no grapes about it. Um. I used to say that all the time. I still say. I still say no. I never, never yeah, use the word raisin. Just raisins. Um, always raisin, and it's it's Even because of court. Futurama. Another another banger that we need to talk about at some point down the road. But um, getting back to this this episode, and I mean, there's not really much else that happens. The peaches is just torturing, or at least explaining to Heifer how he's going to be tortured in heck um, for being yeah. a glutton. Which Heifer keeps missing. Yeah, which is funnier now, honestly. Um, Yeah. Yeah, back then we didn't know what gluten was. I mean, it was such a nebulous concept. Um, Now it's it's funny. I'm a gluten. I'm gluten. The whole while Rocco is trying to save Heifer. And I think at one point he goes like, then they like look around, like seeing if anyone will help, and there's a bunch of like animals dressed well, as well. He, like, he, he's like, "Is there a doctor in the house?" Whatever, and then it staring. pans around and shows the entire restaurant yeah. filled with doctors. And <laughs> yeah, they just keep eating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, I guess that would probably be what happens yeah, most of the time break. in real life. They are on lunch break. Honestly, with how litigious America is now, I feel like most people would not want to help if they could help it because you break someone's sternum giving them uh, CPR, oh, they're going to sure. sue you. Even if you save yeah. their life. Like the, the, like the Incredible scene. Um, well, uh, Mr. Incredible in the very beginning of the first Incredibles mm-hmm. film. He saves that guy and then he oh, sues him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He did not want to be saved. He did not ask to be saved. <laughs> I forgot about that. And it's crazy that I forgot because that's like the impetus yeah, of is. the rest of the movie. Of the downfall yeah. of superheroes. Uh, and, and to speak to your nostalgia oh. point just before, uh, definitely like when I was flipping through trying to find the episodes we were watching, every single description I read, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I love that one. Ah, oh, shit. I love that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we picked two, um, and I think we just picked two that we remembered, um, or at least that stuck out to us. 
but like as we were looking for them because we remembered like vague yeah. concepts we didn't know we didn't uh, remember I wanted, names. To, I wanted to switch last so moment as I was dude. trying to I figure to out switch what last was. minute because uh, I've the one that stuck out the most that I loved a lot we, was the cruise ship one where all the old people turn young because they get they go through the Bermuda Triangle I love that yeah. one <laughs> yeah and they all go they all get wild um, as I was flipping through trying to find the names for you, I was like, oh, man, I should have picked that one. And, oh, I should have picked that one. But I am glad that I picked one that was at least um, adjacent to really, really big man because Rocco's Modern Life is not does not exist if you don't at least acknowledge really, really big man. <laughs> no, really? Like, future. can you have Rocco without nipples of the future? The answer is no. You you can no you you definitely you can yeah you should they need to exist together um they do and that's you know honestly that's the end of the episode I mean Rocco saves Heifer um you find out that it might have actually all been a dream the whole time and they're on their way back to Chokey Chicken to do it all over again and it makes you wonder is Heifer living in his own personal heck of reliving yeah. his life over and, then, and over again. Uh, you don't know. little fun matter. part that we did skim over, or just completely skip over in the very beginning of this episode, there is a job interview that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, for, <laughs> so it's at the oh, Chokey yeah. Chicken Factory, and uh, the person interviewing for the job is a chicken, a female chicken named Karen. Um, and it ends with her mm-hmm. getting the job, and in the next scene it shows a packaged piece of meat sliding down a machine and it's labeled Karen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Chokey's chicken, also, the person in yeah. is also a chicken. But he's a male chicken, so. And I think she, he is a male chicken. He's a... A cock. A, a rooster. I, I, he doesn't really look like a rooster, but yeah, he is a male chicken. Um, and then at the end of the episode, like I said, it, since it just basically starts over, Karen shows up and she's like, hey, Heifer. She's like, hey, Karen. She's like, I'm on my way to an interview. He's like, good luck. But we know. We know. We know, we know what, what happens. happens to Karen. <laughs> she becomes delicious. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're, we're going to call it there. Um, but, you know, if you enjoyed this yeah. episode, why don't you head on over to our Instagram, that card at that cartoon podcast uh give us a like check us out tell your friends about us if you're enjoying listening um word of mouth is the best way to spread us you know um tell your enemies enemies tell your enemies torture them please maybe you hate maybe you hate our show and you want other people to exactly this is what we're talking about people just spread it to who you can when you can uh, you can also, you know, go and check us out on our Patreon. We have some extra things going on over there. Um, that cartoon podcast. Mm-hmm. Just, you can find us there. And this week, special shout out to our two patrons, Francisca and DDD. Um, but yeah, that's that's going to do it for us this week. Until next episode, y'all have a nice one, okay? Bye-bye. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like what we have going on, please subscribe to our channel. 
You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at That Cartoon Podcast. Here, you'll be able to get all updates and episode insights. If you have any film suggestions, let us know on any of these platforms. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Yeah.